Women Who Can Live is a top-rated weekly show profiling women of color creators and business disruptors in the legal cannabis industry from Georgia and around the world. Hosted by America's number one freedom coach and best-selling author, Coach Swan Simpson. The leaders of Women Who Can always keep it 100 by talking business and dropping nuggets about the opportunities and challenges in this billion-dollar game. Now that we have your attention, here's this week's episode. What's up? What's up? What's up, Atlanta? It's your girl, Fit Tayasha, sitting in for Coach Swan Simpson, America's favorite freedom coach. I am America's favorite country valley girl. And I am in the studio by myself, but no worries. We're going to open up the phone lines today and have some discussions. And we do have the senatorial hopeful Leland Olinger, also known affectionately as Big Daddy Jake. He will be calling in today to answer your questions and speak with you about the legal cannabis industry, where he sees this legislation going, and why he's still in the fight for legalization, ladies and gentlemen. To start off, I wanted to... Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for listening. This has been a dream come true. Coach Swan Simpson is an illustrious coach, and I got to meet her many, many years ago. It's story time, y'all. I got to meet Coach Swan many years ago when I was an undergrad student uh, seeking my bachelor's in business administration. And I started out kind of an international business and the school AIU got rid of the program and opened up a new campus and told me I had no choice but to go over there. So I did. And my instructors were some beautiful black sisters who um, were in the marketing industry. And at that time, I used to paint murals to pay for my children's daycare. And they said, you know, you market yourself. You're a marketer anyway. You model. You do all this other little stuff. Why aren't you a marketing major? And that became my major, and my school had a placement program. So I got a job and a firm, and I worked in marketing and advertising for about five years. And it was an absolute joy to sit with people and to listen to them talk about their vision and to listen to them talk about their passion and why they want to do what they do. And, you know, we grow up, when we're little kids, people say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm so blessed to be a parent now because I look at my children and, of course, they, they, you know, I want to be a dancer, a choreographer, a singer, this or that. But they have problems that they want to solve. So that's the conversation we have with these children now is what problems do you want to solve? So here I am in college pursuing kind of like my dreams, you know, and I get introduced to um, the PR store. And brought into this world of business on another level. I had been in in business since I was 13 years old. I started volunteering at the Urban League of Greater Hartford. Shout out to the Urban League and all the services they provide around the country to the different cities. And Swan Simpson came in with a brand (laughs) called Ziami. And it was a beautiful suit brand. You know, these custom suits you could order online. But just listening to her talk about her passion and why she wanted to provide this option for affordable clothing for people. And, you know, this was way back when, and and we didn't stay in contact, but I got to find the Cannabis Stroh store through my friends and the Cannabis Stroh oil. And just to be invited to be a part of this leadership and to be invited to be on this program is a dream come true. And so today, you know, when I first came the first day, it was National Amateur Radio Day. So (laughs) there was like so in alignment. 
And then, you know, it's National Cannabis Awareness Month. And it's also the National Month of Hope. And so today I have for you a senatorial hopeful, Big Daddy Jake, as he's affectionately called. Hey, buddy. Hey, man, how you doing? Good. Welcome to Women Who Cannabis Radio. Morning. I know, I know. See, I love this about you. You know, this is why... And, and and Coach Swan is is one of the people I credit for getting me back into politics. Um, to see that you're a working man, <laughs> to see that you're a parent, to see that you know you're a cannabis connoisseur and advocate. This is why you know you already have my vote. But I want you to talk to the women who cannabis audience and the audience in Atlanta and you know the internet radio world at large, and let them know why you're running for the senatorial seat. Tell them what district and how they can support you. Well, I'm running for the 25th district. That's uh, yeah, part of Henry County, Buzz, part of Bibb County, um, Jasper, I believe. I can't remember the whole list right off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, it's to give it back to the people. You know, we do have legal states, and, you know, as a Republican, they have screwed it all up. You know, um, you've... You know, to make it prosperous for everybody, you have to give it to the people. You know, we don't need to regulate it to a big business because we're not going to, you know, we'll still have the income inequality problem in America. So with my legalization plan, it opens it up for the home business to supply the bigger businesses. You know, if people want to sell out of their house, they can. We're going to just bring the black market to the daylight, and, you know, that way, you know, people can have dispensaries if they want. If people choose to go to a dispensary, they can. But you can also have that local plug, you know, that's right next door kind of thing. So you know what you're getting, who you're getting it from, you're supporting, you know who you're supporting, you know. And then... Even the bigger businesses, you know, the pharmaceuticals, you know, even manufacturing, you know, like into the edibles, get it to where they have, can go and get it easily from the local person so they don't have to wait for it to get shipped from this place or that place, go through this testing or that testing, adding to the cost. Because the more you regulate, the more problems you're going to have with the black market still. You want to get that black market to the daylight and really get everything that you can out of it. Exactly. And I think that, you know, everyone wants this to happen because, you know, only do we want everyone to have access to this life healing herb, but also to have access at the $70 billion seat at the table to be able to provide for their families and create a legacy. And so. Exactly. You know, um, <clears throat> what's um, your take on what's going on in the different counties? You know, Gwinnett County had a few lockdowns on Delta 8 and the targeting of small businesses right now. Here's the thing. Delta 8, it is derived from hemp. Hemp is legal. It clearly states in the bill any derivatives. The problem is they didn't expect people to learn that you could still get high off of Delta 8. And, yes, there's still, you know, that, that's one of the other problems they have with Delta-8 is there's still Delta-9 in it. And one of the things that I know that the government wants to control 
especially with the Georgia medical program, is they want to control that level of THC. When you get into that, you are getting into genetics and where you're going to get cheating, you know, at the labs, you know, it's just going to be a big mess. You, you know, it's going to be natural. The Delta A, the uh, Delta 9 concentrate in it. Once you concentrate that, it may be a legal limit from the plant, but just, you know, getting it distilled down into the Delta 8, you're also making that uh, Delta 9 a higher level. So it, to me, it's just stupid to have kind of that kind of regulation on it because you can't control what the plant does. And you're going to open that up to people saying, oh, yeah, my stuff's got 37% you know, THC, when in actuality it may only have you know, 19%. You know, you don't want that kind of stuff to happen. You don't want to create a problem. You don't want to create criminality with the plant when you don't need it. Certainly. And, of course, you know, there's a lot of um, counties and areas that are taking steps to make equity possible for people, but there's also all these bills with these countermeasures in them that create exactly. new things that are illegal. And, you know, there's a lot of different bills that are on the table. For those of you who don't know, um, <clears throat> you can go out and research the local bills and, and laws that are in your area, but there's, uh, I think, House Bill 213. The Senate has introduced their own bill to uh, jumpstart the stalled medical marijuana program. So there's a lot of legislature out there to be educated on, and that is why Women Who Cannabis is here to do so. And, and see, that's the other problem. that You have a bunch of people up there that know, sorry about my legs, but, you know. You can't me. curse. They don't know <laughs> dick about smoking weed, the culture, anything. Cannabis kind of culture. They on assumption of the propaganda that we were all raised to believe. Right. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that, that's their problem. They know that they, you know, they know that they can't make a law to restrict it because there's no way they can prove that it's a problem. And that's their pro one of the biggest problems they have. They're trying to figure out how to prove that something's going to be a problem so they can make a law to make it a problem to collect whatever they can off of it. But like I tell people all the time, they're like, oh, well, we don't need more people distracted while driving. We got enough drunk drivers. Well, here's the thing. Thousands upon thousands of Georgians and millions of Americans drive every day while high and probably even smoke while driving, and you cannot tell a difference. You get pulled over for any stupid reason, just like anybody else. You're on a stop sign, you get pulled over if you get caught. You know, that's the thing. They cannot prove, in Colorado, they actually did a study that there was actually no correlation between increased accidents, but they did show a correlation of decreased drunk driving accidents after full legalization. Hmm. So people are getting their, their medicine properly, you know. I understand there's not a full population that partake to get high. There is a population that partake to get medication. We have a station break right now, so I appreciate your time. If you can hold on, then we'll continue. And if you can't, I understand. We are going to open up the phone yeah. lines as well. 404-603-8770.
Level up and don't go anywhere. Women Who Cannabis Live will continue the conversation after the break. Level up, Atlanta. Women Who Can Business Expo is back for our fourth year on August 6, 2022. This year's expo promises to be epic. More vendors, more powerful speakers, and the biggest recirculation of black wealth in the cannabis industry on the planet. But wait, there's more. This year's Cannabis and Comedy After Party is guaranteed to have you laughing out of your seats. Featuring some of the biggest female comics in the South. Hosted by Def Comedy Jam's own Hope Flood, a.k.a. Lucifer from Sirius XM's Quake's House and sponsored by High Hopes and Swan Simpson Media Group. For free tickets, yeah, we said free. You must register while they last. Go to womenwhocannabis.org. Only registered ticket holders can attend the after party. So go to womenwhocannabis.org and register today. back and relax and find a quiet place where you can chill and meditate vibe in the right mind state always running running keeps your mind clogged up having lockdowns on your brain where your head's locked up and you're running running for what to maintain maintain to have bigger things for more complaining to go beyond your body where it make yeah i bet you forgot where your soul lives don't want to hear it i know you go through it how do i know because i used to do it <laughs> i ain't even going front you see, no one can change till they know what they want. And even if you can't stand to be with yourself, if not for that fact, do it for your health. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> you are listening to Women Who Cannabis Radio. Please excuse my little loud clearing of the throat here. I have Senator Hopeful, Senatorial Hopeful Jake Leland Olinger for our 15th seat district, I believe that is. I can't keep up with 25th. 25th. I knew there was a five in there somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was reading uh, earlier, Brian Kemp's, uh, the state will be required to obtain low THC cannabis oil from any available legal source by August 1st and begin providing it to patients now on the state registry by August 15th. How do you see that happening? Do you, do you really see that happening? We don't have the infrastructure in place. Oh, I think we lost our caller. Jake, are you still there? I got back. <laughs> Accidentally hung up. <clears throat> Welcome back. Yeah. So I was saying that the state is going to be required to obtain low, low THC cannabis oil from any available legal source by August 1st and begin providing it to patients now in the registry by August 15th. Do you see that happening? No. Do you they, they do not have... They, 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 if they do, it's not going to be affordable. Um, but what I think, it's just blowing more, more smoke up people's butts for this. That's all I've done since they've come up with HB three twenty four, and it's a there was blow enough smoke to get it through the this election cycle. 
but I don't see it happening because none of the none of them, none of the business that I know are that have a license. They don't even have a way to get a five percent in the states that they can manufacture in. There, there's no way to get a five percent from whatever I've whoever I've talked to, all the people that I've talked to. There's no way to get a five percent THC oil. So um, you're out here on the streets talking to people in a grassroots movement. And I know yep. you've, you've done some uh, few media appearances lately, and I love to see you in that that uh, the beautiful suit. I started to put on my solid gold so I could show off with you, but you didn't make it in. <laughs> so um, tell me about some of the things that you have coming up to engage the community and to really educate the community on your platform and how um, you intend to use small businesses as a solution to uh, ease the poverty, to ease the economic inequality, and to just help people have access to this healing herb and to bring about a lifestyle of abundance, ease, and change? Well, um, in uh, next week or the week after next, I'm going to be in the Locust Grove Day Parade. You know, and, of course, I've got my truck. You know, I'll wear my suit when I go to the, you know, driving through the parade. I've got my signs on the side of my truck. Um, you know, and... and the, what I'm doing now, the grocery delivery, that's how I meet people and talk to them. And as soon as they see, you know, they don't care, you know, that you got your diehard uh, Republicans that, oh, yeah, you're a Republican. But for the most part, people don't care about what party. They just know that they want that plant legal. And that's all they have to see. Like, that's all I need to know. You, you're for legalization. You got my vote. And that's the thing. We have to work in a bipartisan um, manner in a way that transcends uh, classes and it transcends races and it transcends um, all of these differences that we have and really look at our commonality and look at the, the common things that we want to provide solutions for. And I think poverty and, you know, pain management and, and just bringing joy and healing to people's lives is what we all want to do in some form or another. So, you know, I really appreciate that. And I think that delivering groceries is definitely a great way to do that. And, you know, I, I would be the type to be analyzing what's in the bag and, um, <clears throat> you know, want to give pointers. But I'm going to mind my business. And, and I can't, I will tell you, I've, I've lost count of the partakers on my deliveries. I mean, I've been offered a million times. Hey, you got time smoking? Now I got to get on to the next one. But, you know, they uh yeah, it, it's I, I, it's hard running into someone that doesn't support legalization. Well, I'm glad you said that. What has been some of the opposition that you've heard from the people as a collective, not not the po- political opponents? Well, there's only been like one in the last month, a couple weeks that I can think of, and it was on a lo- you know, local community group Facebook page. And uh, she tried bringing up, oh, well, the distracted driver thing. Uh, the only thing that she could come up with in the, in the end was, well, what about the smell? People ain't going to want to smell it. Well, yeah, people people like to smell weed. You know, I mean, there's some awesome smelling weed out there. But uh, I go, what are you going to do? Because someone's body odor offends you? Do you want to make a water, you know, that it put, makes it illegal to have body odor? 
Let me yeah, tell you, I love that smell. I can, I love riding down Atlanta streets and, and being behind somebody. Oh, they got the good stuff. Yeah. And, and you, go, you, you just raise up there. You're like, yeah, what's that smell? Where's that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> you know. It, it, it just, yeah, it's very, very few people, like I said, that are against it. But the most surprising, and I really thought about it, was the amount of people that are in their, you know, late 50s, 60s, 70s, 80-year-olds that are all for legalization, and I thought about it. They were the hippies back in the day. Back when I was, you know, the 60s and 70s, you know, right in the thick of it when they were making, you know, doing big push on uh, illegal, making it illegal, they were the hippies. They were the ones smoking it back in the day. Now right. they and they're the largest poor population of voters nowadays is our elders and our seniors. So those are definitely ones that you want to talk to. And, and of course, you yeah. know, they suffer from the most chronic ailments and the chronic pain. So, um, you know, this is a great way to start um, just really connecting to the people and educating them. What I would like to see is the elders connected more with the youth. Um, because I want the youth to understand it's not about, you know, reaching this buzz and just zoning out. It's actually, you know, used for creativity. It's used for healing. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and the other thing is that people are starting to realize is the police, even my own son, I I love him to death, and sorry again for the language, but I lovingly call him a dumbass. You know, and he knows it, and he, he even admitted it when it happened. But uh, just a few weeks ago, he got busted with a half pound of pot. And the sheriff told him, we don't want you in jail. We just want your money. Hmm. I had him bailed out within a couple hours of his bond hearing. And, you know, he was barely in jail, not even 24 hours before I had him out. Well, speaking of just wanting money, um. What plan do you have to propose to um, stop the targeting of people and businesses? For example, in the Colorado area, there are legal businesses that are being targeted by um, the state patrol as they cross borders to do banking transactions. And they're particularly targeting this specific company and their trucks, and they've made up a plan like we're going to always look for these trucks. So when you open that up to the general population, especially a population that like mine that's already targeted, this is going to cause, an, 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 you know, a correlation of more targeting when you think about people who, you know, do have these type of businesses already. And then when it becomes something that's more public, um, how do you plan to combat that when the, when the police say, hey, we just want your money. We don't want you in jail. We just want, you know, and that's what they said. We're just going to confiscate the money. We're going to keep taking the money every time you take it to the bank. And that's why with the legalization you have to set it up without any criminality. You know, um, it, the thing with banks, if they, a bank, if it knows that you are dealing with marijuana, they will shut your bank account down. All right? To me, it ain't the bank's damn business what you're doing. You uh, tell them you're selling T-shirts for all I care. Right? Mm-hmm. You're still going to be keeping track of your money. You're still, everything, the government's going to get their cut. But for all I know is you're selling T-shirts kind of thing. Uh, you take, like I said, and then you take away any kind of criminality with it. You know, the 
if you have any kind of criminality, you're still going to have a problem with the black market. You're still going to have problems with the police, you know, targeting businesses because, oh, well, hey, I know we can extort some money out of them because they're, you know, then they'll do it legally. You know, it's all about taking as much criminality away from it as possible. And giving the people the tools to succeed instead of trying to fight them to not succeed. Now, that's going to be the biggest problem is they're, they're not going to want the marijuana industry to succeed at first until they start getting all that money in. Right, when yeah. they start, you and, know, and, uh, what is it, the, the owner of Winston-Salem, uh, that particular brand, they started a, a cannabis brand, I hear, or a hemp cigarette. You know, when they start finding the profits other ways, then they're going to get more involved. Uh, and, what other politicians have you um, been speaking with and who are you working with on these policies that you'd like to bring to the table? Absolutely none. Do you intend to? I'm waiting to see, because here's the thing. Everybody has their own idea, and most people do not want legalization to happen the way I want it to happen, the way it should happen. A better way. Uh, the politicians, but the people want my way to happen. Uh, politicians, they want to take baby steps because, like I said, they don't know. And, you know, all they're going to do is take baby steps, steps that will always create the criminality behind it. Um, and, you know, I've talked to a few uh like uh, one, the guy, one of the guys running for agriculture, but he is more of regulated down to government regulation kind of thing. No, people don't want that. Uh, I have another friend who was going to run for office, uh, but he's actually he's starting up a you know, uh, website that has everybody you know any. Uh, politician or person running, if they're for legalization, they could join it, you know, whether they're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever, they could join it and, you know, work out a plan together kind of thing. I'm going to, you know, see where it goes. I like Josh. He's a good kid. Uh, but, you know, it, it's really, there's no unification with it because you've got the people, the politicians that are just looking at the greed for it. And then you got me that's looking out for the people and the best interest for the people and the plant to get it legal and done right. Well, you know, we are here to look out for the people, not just the women who can, but all the people that we support. It is time for another station break. I want to thank you, Leland Olinger, for sitting with me today. And if you can, stay tuned and stand by. I will. Level up and don't go anywhere. Women Who Cannabis Live will continue the conversation after the break. Attention vendors and sponsors. Get your business in front of hundreds of eager buyers who are ready to do business with you at the fourth annual Women Who Cannabis Business Expo in Atlanta. 98% of previous expos surveyed have returned 3x profits. That's three times the profit. That's unheard of at an expo. This event is all about recirculating black wealth in the legal cannabis industry. To secure your vendor space or to become an expo sponsor, 
Go to womenwhocannabis.org and lock in early bird pricing today. to discover. I have discovered that I love being here speaking with you and I love representing the Women Who Cannabis organization. We are the home of the largest cannabis lobby in North America for women of color. We are a 5013C company and we provide exceptional educational opportunities and certifications so that women of color can gain access to a seat at the $70 billion cannabis industry table. We prepare women of color for business ownership, growth, and expansion by providing access to financial education, business tools, and resources. And, of course, our annual Women of Cannabis Business Expo is coming up on August 6th. This is where I met our 25th district senatorial candidate, Jake Leland Olinger, and where I hope to see him again this year. Oh, you will. Uh, I plan on doing a few more conventions. Uh, Whenever they pop up, uh, I'm waiting to see what happens after the Locust Grove Day Parade. I think it's going to be a big wake-up call for the local government and everybody else when they see how people truly react to uh, legalization. So let me tell you, nothing is happenstance. You know, um, everything happens for a reason. You're you're going to be in this parade down in Locust Grove, and this is where my my family is from. And so that's just amazing to me because I, I don't really have that much connection to that area other than a few memories of being on the farm. But um, it's just beautiful to see that you're actually like kind of like in my hometown where my roots are. And then also um, meeting you last year, you know, I met you at the uh, Diamond Pitch Fest as part of the Women Who Cannabis Expo. And just before meeting you, I was completely anxious. I was standing out in the parking lot. Um, you know, after um, I got my diagnosis of bipolar schizophrenia last year, I started back smoking cigarettes. I'm in the parking lot with a cigarette and freaking out. And this guy comes by, he's going, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm, I've got to go in here and give this presentation, pitch my business in front of these people. And he goes, you got this. And he gives me a high five. <laughs> so I come in and, you know, you saw me uh, kind of break down in tears up there just telling my, my, my uh, I, I just got to the why. I didn't even get into the pitch. But the mm-hmm. fact that you came up to me afterwards and you said, you know, I understand what you're going through. And you shared with me some of your mental health story and some of your mental health journey. Again, you know, I don't think there are any coincidences. And I love how the universe or God, whatever you believe in, brings people together. So it's amazing to 
um, be here now because I want to thank you too for that. You know, you got me into getting out of the house more and spending more time talking to the people. So what is it in particular that um, you really want to make sure we drive home today that you want the people to understand and what action would you like for them to take? Yeah, November, May 24th is the primary. And for so long, so many voices have been silenced and quieted because nobody's been out there to stand up for them and say it. And May 24th, the people in my district, the 25th district, have a chance to speak up quietly and let everybody know what they want, that they're ready for the change. You know, they don't want that career politician anymore. They want one of them up in there, someone that's going to remember them and think about them when the laws are being made. Definitely, definitely. You're definitely one of the people. I love your TikTok. You, you know, I was always nervous about having my children on social media, but I have a child who uh, just became like this social media uh, big influencer. And we used to fight about makeup and that's what she does. So, I yeah. lo- you know, I love that you're honest and you're open and you are one of us. And so I think that is going to drive uh, the voters to the polls. Um, I-, I think, you know, as long as you continue to talk to the people about what your platform is and why you're there and let them know that you hear them. And, and you know, um, I think over time you'll learn to work with other people to create policies that um, benefit everybody across the board. Yes, because, you know, one of the things when I started, you know, in my mind running, you know, building my platform. Um, and I've had a wonderful person that has been all, you know, behind the scenes of all of this, you know, for the political side of it. Um, but you've got, I forgot where I was going with it. I got distracted with someone coming up to the truck. Um, Your wonderful but, campaign manager. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've been doing it all myself right now, you know, all the thinking, you know, everything. And people are starting to step forward and say, hey, I want to help you. And I'm building my campaign team slowly. Uh, But, you know, the the biggest thing is, you know, like you mentioned social media. That's where I was going with it. My little girl, Layla, you know, she's always wanted to be, you know, because I'm going to be a YouTube famous show. She just didn't know where to go, how to do it. So... We're using TikTok together, and, you know, she's in my TikTok videos, but it's, I also encourage her to be herself. And, you know, that is what's going to make her famous is her being herself. You know, uh, then I know the other thing I was getting to. <laughs> uh, when I, you know, with the whole thing with running for Senate, you know, when I started running for Senate, I started looking at, you know, like the women of cannabis, uh, you know, all these different organizations, you know, these different fights, so to speak, you know, down to abortion rights, everything. And the biggest thing that I've come up with is, you know, I had to quit looking at specific groups, specific people, specific, you know, specific genders, you know, all that stuff. I just look at people now. I don't look at who they are, what they are. You're a person that needs the same change as I do. 
Exactly, what that commonality is. For anyone who has any questions out there for our senatorial hopeful, the call-in number is area code 404-603-8770. Again, that's 404-603-8770. We have a little bit more time with our senatorial hopeful today. We've had a little bit of story time today. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been taking a seat at the table. We're not quite done yet, but we've had this three-part series, our first part. <clears throat> was setting the table with the wonderful musicians, uh, MC Class and DJ Kayota Alumoroti. We had their music playing the last three episodes, and, you know, I love the messages that they have. Again, we have to find a better way. The day for sitting and complaining is over. We are here with solutions, and we're here with actions. So we're here with Jake Lelander, Leland Olinger. So do you prefer Le- Leland or Jake? Uh, it don't matter. I go by Jake, but, you know, officially, you know, so everybody looks at me like, oh, yeah. yeah I go by Leland. My campaign signs say Leland. The ballot will say Leland, Jake Olinger. Um, you know, so it, it's, you know, it, you just said something that really, you know, hit home with me because it's something I've always told people, you know, for the last 10 years. If you don't like the situation you're in, don't bitch about it. Do something to change it. Language, Leland. This is a broadcast radio show. We can't use those words here, but I get what you're saying. We do get passionate it, about it. Sorry. Sorry. It, it, it just, you know, my brain flow. <laughs> Listen, y'all, I talk to Leland on a regular basis, and it's like talking to my favorite cousins and my brother. And I love that, you know, we get to see past what someone else looks like and get to the heart of what their needs are and get to the heart of who they are as a person. But Leland, he looks like a, a, a true hippie. And we do have a caller on the line, Leland, so let's go. Welcome to Women Who Cannabis Radio. Please state your name and where you're from. But I get what you're saying. We just get passionate about it. Turn your radio down, please, caller. It's it, it just, you know, my brain's slow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got an echo. I like that. Playback, playback. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am here. I am I am actually very happy to be on your show. You're a wonderful host. I know this voice. <laughs> <laughs> NC uh, class, yes, our veteran. Please talk to our senatorial candidate and tell him what you would like to tell him about why we should legalize. And remember, both gentlemen, because we are passionate about this. Please watch your language. Ah, yes, ma'am. Oh, let me know. Am I? Go ahead. You, you're you're live on air, and I'm sure the senator can hear you, and he'll be able to respond. Look, I'm calling him senator already. I'm, I'm hopeful. You know who I am, right? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. This is MC <laughs> class in the building. Broken glass everywhere. Yeah. So what questions or comments do you have for Jake or, you know, thank you for calling in today? Well, first of all, we're we're in, I live in Office Grove. So you're in all? the 25th district. Oh, okay. So now I'm really trying to understand what's going on because I'm trying to listen to the show and talk at the same time. First of all, as a veteran... Turn your radio down. Don't listen to the show. Just listen to the phone. Huh? Turn your radio down. Just listen to the phone. Don't listen to the show. Okay. Well, as a veteran, 
um, a lot of us go through a lot of mental stuff. And uh, the cam- cannabis was the only thing that worked for most of us. And um, we're as as a African American, most of us are terrified of getting caught because it it um we don't want to ruin our record. But at the same time, it's the only thing that works. We get a ton of medicines from the VA that doesn't work, but that's the only thing that does work. And that's number one. Number two. In terms of your um, running election, I would, you know, I, I would like to get my music to you, which is the own technique, which is basically about what you're running for. So if you're interested in that, I'd like to talk to you about that. Awesome. And, um, you know, it's just this thing that it has always been a stigma, but it, I grew up in, in New York and in the projects, and that was the only thing that worked to keep us. And New York City, marijuana is legal, but you got to find a place to get it. So you could smoke it, but where are you going to get it? You have to wait for a truck to appear, or you have to go through a lot of changes. Same in D.C. You can give, you you can get it, but you can't buy it. It has to be a gift. So you go buy a T-shirt. And they'll give it to you. And it's ridiculous. It It doesn't make any logical sense. So what what are what are you proposing to happen to make it where we don't have to feel like criminals just because we want to feel we we don't want to have the head trips like schizophrenia bipolarism my ex girlfriend she had um, fibromyalgia and that was the only thing that worked and she tried to smuggle her pain and she's Japanese. So she was going through it. She was like, why won't they legalize it so we can leave us alone? So that's a good question, Jake. Go ahead. Tell them why they won't legalize it. We do have a station break in about two minutes. And I know our vet. um, One of my buddies that I just know, uh, he's a vet. Uh, He's got one of my signs out in his yard. And you're not the first person, uh, you know, veteran that has told me, they, they, that is what they like to use in lieu of all the medicine that the VA gives. And the great thing is, it's not just our veterans. Firefighters. I've had several firefighters approach me saying, yes, get it legal. And th- that's why my biggest thing is when we get it legalized, we've got to do it without criminality so that it doesn't matter who you are. You've got access to it. You want to, you know, legalizing it and where people can have access to it without a prescription or anything, just get it where they need to. Because you'll have the people that go to the dispensary. You'll have the people that'll go to the plug's house. And you've got, you know, you've just got to get it out there so that people can do it. Once everybody starts doing it where they want, our medical costs will go down. Because people aren't going to be using as many prescriptions, you know, it, it's it, the thing is is opening up so that everybody can use it without any kind of suspicion for anybody. 
Definitely. I appreciate your answer and your question, MC Class. And uh, you talked about Coyote having cue cards. You called in right on time. It is time for another station break. We are opening the phone lines for calls, 404-603-8770. Thank you for tuning in to Women Who Cannabis Radio. Level up and don't go anywhere. Women Who Cannabis Live will continue the conversation after the break. Attention vendors and sponsors, get your business in front of hundreds of eager buyers who are ready to do business with you at the 4th Annual Women Who Cannabis Business Expo in Atlanta. 98% of previous expos surveyed have returned 3x profits. That's three times the profit. That's unheard of at an expo. This event is all about recirculating black wealth in the legal cannabis industry. To secure your vendor space, or to become an expo sponsor, go to womenwhocannabis.org and lock in early bird pricing today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Women Who Cannabis Radio, where we have a better way. We want legalization. We want inclusion. And we want to make sure that you are educated. Women Who Cannabis is the most proactive organization in terms of education out there in the cannabis industry. We are having our fourth (laughs) annual expo on August 6th of 2022. And today we have in the building Big Daddy Jake Leland Olinger running for our 25th seat district and senatorial candidate, as well as we have on the line MC Class from our first show who's called in. He's in that district, and he is a veteran, and he has some questions. If you have questions, you may call in 404-603-8770. Until then, we'll continue this conversation. Gentlemen. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Um, the question, you know, one thing <laughs> you said, your son got pulled over. The cops told him, we just want the money. And he went and you went, had the money and got him out. Now, you know, a lot of African-Americans, we're not in a position to do that. So we just sit up and rot in jail. So what are, do you have a plan that's going to change that? And what is your well, Once it's legal, you know, they shouldn't be uh, sitting up in jail. And, you know, I will say with my situation, um, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not a rich person. Uh, I, I deliver groceries, you know, for Walmart. I'm sure you may have seen me drive around in my truck. Uh, I've got a white truck with big red sign on the side for my campaign. Um, 
but you know that, that's how I paid to get him out. But it's also working uh, with the someone in the Bail Bondsman Association that I met through my stunt run. Uh, I just gave him a call and we got him out. And yes, I, I know even with him, you know, with that little bit of time he was in jail, there was a couple guys that had their bail set. I don't know what it was for, but they had their bail. Hold on one second. Set it on the other side. Oh, that ain't mine. That's right. The senatorial candidate is a real live working person. He is out delivering groceries to his potential constituents down there in the 25th district. Yeah. And while we're here, I'm going to while he's doing that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about why we want inclusion at this table again. This is a 70 billion dollar industry. And of course, the black market is far far higher than 70 billion dollars. But there is only 4.3% of those businesses that are profitable are run by people of color, and less than 1% of those are run by women of color. So again, movement matters. We want legalization. We want inclusion. And we've pivoted a little bit as an organization. It was so funny last Friday coming off the show because I always go to the site before I, I do the show. I have my note cards in front of me and I have all these papers. I don't read any of it. But I always go to the website to make sure that I'm representing us to the fullest and I'm speaking clearly on these topics. And I got off the show and I went to the site to send someone the vendor information. And the entire theme is different. And that is my thing about our coach, Swan. She's uh, a genius, you know, a business genius. I met her with that particular brand, but she's developed so many brands over the years. And, you know, it's beautiful to see someone who wants inclusion for our community and who wants to help build billionaires and millionaires in this industry and other industries take this initiative. And so we've pivoted now, you know, the women who cannabis... I did this taking a seat at the table as a three-part series because I wanted to show that we have these different levels of elevation. We start out with setting the table and preparing preparing ourselves to take this seat. And then we go on and we prepare the meal and we take our, our health, our mental, physical, and our financial health by the reins. And now we're taking that seat. We don't wait for anyone to hand us a seat at the table. We're not waiting for anybody to pull our chair out. Hell, we are the table. So now the women who cannabis is no longer taking a seat at the table. We are working cannabis meets crypto so please go to the website if you'd like more information about the expo come sit in come to these wonderful educational courses that are going to teach you how to build a legacy and a foundation for your family your community and your children and the world at large it's on the next one huh <laughs> i'll talk to the He's still working. See, he's still working. Well, Jake, you know, I, I know you're out there on the road. Um, I'm going to let you tell the people how to reach you, and then we're going to wrap this up. And I would like to say to MC Class, you can hold on the line if you have anything else you want to say uh, to the listeners. Tell them how to reach the own technique. You also just uh, dropped where hip-hop meets bebop, I think, or maybe an old classic. I don't know. I just found it yesterday. <laughs> so, well, well, you, I'm you can shamelessly get... plug the Women Who Cannabis because you got you know, Women Who Cannabis one, you you have all uh, accepted me with open arms, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, they, you guys have done this. You look past who I am, color my skin, everything. You just know that I'm out there to fight for you, and that that's what we need. And we appreciate having you in that fight. Listen, go ahead and make people's day while you make those deliveries. I will talk to you later. Thank you so much for right. your time. Yeah, go ahead and give him my phone number and I'll information. Do that. 
I'll do so that. Right down here tell the listeners. I can't give out I'll your phone number on the radio, but tell the listeners how they can support your campaign. Uh, your TikTok, your I, Instagram. I'm on Facebook, TikTok. If you go to TikTok, just put in hashtag pot soup and you'll see my videos. Uh, you know, I've done all kinds of different videos. And I've got to say, you know, since the summer, I think I've done pretty good. My videos have had over 250,000 views. So I guess it might be pretty good. Well, we hope all those views turn into voters, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for your time, Jake. All right. Talk to you later. Have a great one. MC Class. I have a few yeah, more minutes yeah. left in the studio, and I'm in here by myself, you know, and it was a joy to have you in here for the first show, and it eased all my nerves to not have to sit here alone, so I, I'm, I'm already now by myself, it's great, but um, where hip-hop meets bebop, that was a nice way to start my day yesterday, so I really have to <laughs> thank you for that, like, that was the best first text message of the day ever, and I think I sent it to as many people as I could. So, um, you know, I'm all about healing. And, uh, you know, I, I always I love preparing for the show. I love researching and everything and, and just seeing things that I could talk about. I've been off social media for three months, so it was nice to take that time and go inside. But now that I'm out here connecting with the people, I literally have conversations in my head with the with the listeners. Like, what am I going to talk about? What's going to what am I going to say after this song? So, you know, I'm like, OK, after all technique, I'm like, hey, are you you guys making sure you're breathing out there? You know, put on that, that nice <laughs> soft, sultry voice. But um. I really appreci appreciate you coming through uh, on that day and calling in today and posing these questions because it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to fix it, but it's something else to actually have a plan. And, you know, I think if Jake continues to speak to the community, he'll be able to develop a plan with the input of the people who are affected most by, you know, the war on drugs and the crime bill and, and all of these different um, epidemics and pandemics and things like that. Is there anything, I've got about five minutes left, and we're going to play one more song before we get out of here. I don't even know the order. I just love the music. So is there anything you want to tell the people? I know you told them to breathe last time. You gave them a little hint <coughs> at the own technique. Um, you know, I really, really, truly appreciate your support um, from Women Who Cannabis and just for myself personally. Well, you know, <coughs> first of all, you're you're a great host, so... You know, and being a great host, sometimes you're going to be nervous when you get up there and do your thing, but you're a natural with it. So let's get that out the way. And then second, the home tech, the home technique has not dropped yet because I'm trying, I'm doing this all by myself. So I'm trying to figure out the best way. You hear this, ladies and gentlemen, no more one-man shows, okay? I understand we all want to have creative control, and that's a beautiful thing, but you are not an island, and you cannot do it all by yourself, and this is why we're dying of stress. Get you a team. Well, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm working on is getting a team of people, um, and the video will drop probably tonight or next week. Um, and the own technique, I'm shooting a video for it, and I'm releasing that the public probably tonight or this Monday. As <laughs> you don't know, this man week. does his own video production. This man has a film degree. This man has seven degrees. I was dumbfounded to find that out last week. I, I've known this man over a year. You have seven degrees. I want to know all of them. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have cinema degree from Cal State Northridge. Um, LACC, I have a degree in cinema post-production. 
I have a theater degree. I have a special effects degree. I have an audio engineering degree and a MIDI production sound degree from Shoreline Community College in Seattle, Washington. Do y'all hear this? There are no statistics here. Before you speak, I was going through depression and the same thing you were going through, but I knew I would come out of it, so I just did school. That's my way. And also, let me put this out there. For people with fibromyalgia, the marijuana works. I see. And, and we're talking about somebody who would never smoke. I mean, God, I had to argue with her. <laughs> and she used, she used the tincture just a little bit, and she went to sleep, woke up, and she was, God, this works. And then she tried to smuggle it on the plane, and it was like, nope. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not try to. She's a professor. Please do not try to smuggle your cannabis goods through the airport, even though I have talked to quite a few people who have done so lately. Do not. Oh, they put it in their bag. Listen, they, I've they talked to somebody there. who's made it through the airport with a weapon. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why we're relying on anybody outside of ourselves for anything. This has been my honor and my pleasure. Thank you, MC Class. Thank you to all the listeners of Women Who Cannabis Radio and The Real 1100 AM. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in on oh. TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio. Do you have... MCClassMusic.com. That's where you can get it. MCClassMusic.com. All right. So MCClassMusic.com. <coughs> Follow Big Daddy Jake, uh, Leland Olinger, for the 25th Senate seat at uh, hashtag pot suit and if you'd like to find me on social media I really don't want to be found but you can find me at hashtag master healing educator I am mastering my healing so that I can educate others on how to do the same my name is Fitz Tayasha about to mispronounce it because it's been that much fun my name is Fitz Tayasha this is women who cannabis radio and I have been your host thank you so much for listening Cannabis Live, brought to you by the National Alliance of CBD Business Educators and Trainers, the nation's largest business organization for women of color in cannabis. If you would like your business feature on Women Who Can Live, visit us on the web at womenwhocannabis.org. Thank you for listening.